curveball that you weren't sure what to do with? You know, the kind where you think someone should really do something about this. Have you ever thought maybe that someone is me and then found yourself on a grand adventure you never saw coming? Me too. As a special needs mom, I have been saddened by what's available to my son. But instead of wallowing in it, I decided to do something about it. Along the way, I'm meeting extraordinary people and having the most wonderful experiences I never thought I'd have. I'm so inspired by what's happening around me that I want to share it all with you. Living Your Legacy is a community where ordinary people who've been called to create something bigger than themselves can come together to be inspired, connect, learn, and live into the legacies they want to see in the world. I'm your host, Michelle Slaney Travato, and this is the Living Your Legacy podcast. everyone. Michelle Slaney Travato here. Welcome to the Living Your Legacy show. I'm so excited to have you with us today. And today we've got a really timely topic. When you are looking at developing your legacy and you're looking at how are you going to get the word out there? How are you going to raise your funds? How are you going to promote this legacy that you're creating? All of those areas, you need to figure out some marketing strategies. And of course, one of the more the growing marketing strategies today is podcasts, being a podcast guest or choosing which shows to be on a podcast for. And that leads us to a whole lot of questions around podcasting, being a good guest, um, how to figure out which ones are the right ones for you. There's so many questions here. And today I'm so excited to talk to a lady who's got some really amazing answers for us. So I'd like to take a moment to introduce you to my new dear friend, Noemi Beres. So Noemi is the co-owner of Podcast Connections. She helps entrepreneurs and business owners share their knowledge and connect them to quality podcast shows. That's super cool. In addition, Noemi is, is dedicated to helping experts grow their businesses with interviews. Love that. She started to work in the online marketing field back in 2007, back when she was 12, because she's young and, and gorgeous. Noemi has a master's degree in Danish literature. How cool is that? And language. She's a linguist content creator. And she has this in air quotes. We're going to follow up on that. She's a master organizer. Noemi is also a collage artist. I love that. She makes hand-sewn collages on canvas from old photos, postcards, colorful yarn, and textiles. And Noemi is global. So Noemi, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell us where you're usually located and where you are right now? Thank you so much for having me on your show, Michelle, and for this introduction. It was just awesome, and I'm blushing now. <laughs> uh, I'm based in Cyprus. I'm usually based in Cyprus, but right now I'm in my home country in Hungary visiting my mom. So, yeah, it's a lovely place to be. <laughs> I love it, and I love that you're from Cyprus. That's just really cool. That's where you're living. Um, so, Noemi... Let's start by figuring out your story, how you got here. I mean, when you're in grade four and the teacher says to you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, podcast organizer, master organizer, putting people together for podcasts. That is definitely not in the top 1000. And back in my day, podcasts didn't even exist. So it wasn't a thing anybody would have even known about. 
So what's the journey that you took to get to where you are today? Well, when my teacher asked me what I want to be, uh, I answered her that I want to do something with traveling. And that actually, my dream came true because uh, since start uh, since 2007, I was has been working in uh, travel related, you know, business. It was online travel related business, and I really enjoyed that. And I was in charge of content creation, social media, online marketing. So it was a really exciting time for me. And but I was mostly in the background and you know writing blog posts, travel blogs, uh, taking photos, and you know whatnot, and everything that is you know, connected to travel. And I really enjoyed that. So basically my childhood dream came true. And uh, that was in a nutshell from 2007 until uh, 2020 when COVID hit us and everything that was travel related uh, just went up in the smoke. And, you know, we had to figure out what to do with ourselves. Uh, but luckily we had a mentor uh, from Ireland uh, who advised us to start something in, in the podcasting world because that is such a booming industry right now. And that was back like really booming in 2020 and still booming. And so that's why we basically started our podcast agency in 2020. And um, that's how I ended up here. And to be honest with you, I didn't really listen to podcasts before 2020. And <laughs> but now I mean, <laughs> compared to that, I do a lot of <laughs> podcast listening for sure and podcast guesting as well. And that's how I ended up here. Um, yeah. But I really enjoy it. And the journey was a bit bumpy, but it was, you know, it was awesome. <laughs> I love that. Anytime you're building any kind of a legacy, it's going to be a bit bumpy. There's a lot of things that come <laughs> up that you don't expect or didn't think about. Or um, like you said, COVID came and just for many of us, the same thing, just completely shifted the world around. And so you had to figure out where you were going to be. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about. Um, what you do as a business. So people who want to be on podcasts would come to you. And what's the intake process like for you? Um, obviously, we need to chat and we need a long chat to figure out what our potential clients business is. Uh, we have to learn a lot about them because otherwise you can pitch them to different podcasts. So we have to figure this out and we have to go in deep and we have to figure out what the client's needs and niche is. That's the first step. It's really important to establish that. And um, yeah, that's the first step that we do. And when, when everything is done and dusted and we want to work together and we feel like we are a good match, then we start to develop, you know, the bio, the topics. And yeah, we need to start with that because when you approach a podcast host, you have to get your, your bios and topics ready or one page already, it's so important. So these are the first steps of our inboarding process when someone comes to us. I love that. So really what, what you're looking for is to develop a strategy and for people to be strategic. This isn't kind of like boiling a pot of spaghetti and throwing it at <laughs> the wall and seeing what sticks. Like I want to be on podcasts, so I'm just going to be on everybody's podcast. It's more about looking at who is your audience? Who are you speaking to? And then which podcasters are speaking to them as well? Would that seem about accurate? Absolutely. That's 100% true, Michelle. I mean, we have to figure out who, where your audience is, what do they listen? And that starts with a lot of research. Uh, so we have to do a lot of research and go deep and dive into iTunes and listen notes and figure out 
where the audience is, the actual audience is. And once we have that, you know, that's then that is just a great opportunity to start from there and to discover this whole podcasting world for for our clients. But that's a very important important step to you know start to go into the right direction. And as you said, uh, you can't be on everyone's podcast. You have to find the right ones for you. Otherwise, it's it's not going to worth it because you are creating evergreen content. It's going to be in Google, you know, forever. So when you type my name, your name in it, it's going to be there, like in in 2030 and 2040 and 2052. So you just have to be careful and uh, where to go and what to do and what to talk about because you're creating a content that's going to stay there forever, hopefully. I love that. And then also by association, right? You will be now associated with that podcaster. So if they're messaging or their views on things are not in alignment with your views. The question is, do you want to be associated with that? Because like you said, as long as that podcast exists, your message will be there. So that's really important. I love that. I would also imagine that part of your role is to get to know podcasters too, so that (laughs) you can really be real clear on who they're looking for so that it's going to be a sort of a natural selection process. As <laughs> people come into you, you're like, ah, you're a good fit for this person. You guys speak the same thing. You're sharing a similar audience. That would be amazing. I would imagine that's important as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. I always hang out with podcasters, you know, the host and it's, you are really important for me, obviously, because we work together and that's why I joined different networking groups where, you know, podcasters hang out. And I enjoy that because like many times, even the podcasters, the hosts become our clients too, which is a, which is a great situation because you can, as a host, you can, you know, promote your podcast on other people's podcasts. So it's a win-win situation for everyone, but it's a big part of my job is to network with a lot of people, with a lot of hosts and yeah, just to get to know each other as people, as human. And not just like like pitching someone in the you know the first ten seconds when I meet them, but just to get to know each other first, and then we know you know what our needs are and what kind of guests you're looking for, and then we can we can start from there. That's amazing. Uh, so what I'm hearing here is that it's really all about relationships. You're forging relationships with the people who want to be on podcasts or would like to use podcasts to promote a message or a business or a fundraiser or a nonprofit that they're supporting. And then there's podcasters who really want to create and get their legacy message out there in the world and to promote other people and shine a light on them. And it's really about forging relationships on both sides so that you can do those introductions where you can say to a potential speaker or a guest, hey, this podcaster, I know this person, here's their backstory, here's what's going on, here's your messaging, this seems to be in alignment, let me introduce the two of you and see what we can work out. I love that. And so that's so important, right? Because people don't think about those things. It's just one of those, you know, I want to be on podcast, so I'm just going to, you know, reach out to anybody and be on their podcast. And really, you your message gets lost, I think, when you do that. And you don't want your message to get lost. You want it to be in alignment so that it is a very natural relationship going forward. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, I would like to start by talking about people who want to be podcast guests 
And what are some tips and strategies that we can provide them so that they can make really good choices? So let's start with finding the right podcast. So assuming somebody isn't yet working with you, what are some strategies that they can use? First, they have to do their homework and they do have they have to research for the podcast they're interested in and align in with their business. So um, you can, you know, you can log on to iTunes and you can check out listen notes. There's a ton of information out there. You just have to do your homework and do your research. And when you pick a couple of podcasts, you don't have to start with 100 podcasts. You just pick five and that's cool. And um, then you start to listen to them like one or two episodes. So just just to feel the vibe of the host and the topics they're talking about. And be careful because sometimes those topics that you'd want to talk about maybe covered like, you know, two weeks ago. So you have to just figure out what kind of angle you can you can cover during the conversation with the host. And once you have an idea about the niche and about the topics you want to cover and uh, about the uh, about the audience uh, of that podcast, then you can start to prepare your uh, one sheet, your bio and your topics. And um, the next step, obviously, once you have everything ready to get in touch with the host, uh, which sometimes you can do by submitting a form. Because some podcast host has like a form on their website. So you can check that and you can fill out all the important information and they will get in touch with you if you are the right fit for the show. Uh, the other option can be that they have an email address that you can email them and you just email your one sheet, your introduction and tell them your unique uh, perspective about the episode you listen to because hosts love feedback and they love if you give them reviews and you tell them that you gave them reviews on iTunes and tell them what did you, what you liked about that, that certain episode that you picked. And that's that's just so cool. And it's just very heartwarming for everyone because everyone like, you know, everyone's everyone likes to be flattered. And so and podcasters are not <laughs> exceptions. And once you have that and once you approach by email, that's an option, too. If they don't have anything, if they don't have a form. If they don't have an email address, that can happen and they're not public or anything. You can always reach them on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a great platform to get in touch with anyone in the world. I mean, I use it for business and, and it's working for me and I'm always there. And uh, so if you don't have anything, just try to reach out to them and tell them that you liked an episode and what they talked about and what you liked about the episode and just start a conversation with a host. I mean, you're all human. I was like, it just, you know, we are all human, just start to get talking. And then you can ask, do you accept guests? And, you know, start from there. I love that. Um, I actually was asked a little while ago to, to do a list uh, of tips for people who potentially yeah. want a podcast guest. And that was actually my very first tip as well. And I have my notes here. Know your <laughs> audience. So that's the big question for someone who wants to speak on a podcast. Who who is the people you want to reach? So who are your audience? Is it um, middle-aged men who work blue-collar jobs? Is it uh, stay-at-home moms? Is it special needs families? Who are you looking to connect with? Is it entrepreneurs who are realtors, right? So you really need to be very clear about that. Because if you get on the wrong podcast, maybe you're looking to speak to realtors and it's a podcast for stay-at-home moms 
probably not going to get you a great deal of impact for the time and energy you need to put into that. So knowing that is always a really good thing. And then tip number two that I had written down was to actually listen to a couple of the episodes of the podcast that intrigues you, that you think might be the one. Maybe they're speaking, maybe you found them in a networking group that's in the area you're looking to promote your legacy or your your business in. And actually reach out and like, listen, and you said it yourself, note the cadence and the flow. What kind of questions does the podcaster generally ask? What kind, how does it kind of run? Is it more conversational? Is it very structured? Is there a specific list of questions they work their way through? That kind of thing. Um, because if you know that, then you can start preparing some potential answers for those questions. And that's going to make everything flow that much better. I love that as well. Um, and I love what you said there. Do your homework. People often think, well, I want to get on Oprah's podcast. Well, that's great. But Oprah's <laughs> audience is very broad. So is are your people there? Are they going to hear your message or are you going to get lost? It might be better to look at smaller, much more niched podcasts that are going, they're speaking to your people. That's your audience. And you share that audience. So why not reach out to those guys? It's going to have a much bigger impact for what you want to accomplish. So I love that. Now let's talk about that pre-call with podcasters or TV people or whichever platform you want to get on. Um, what kinds of questions should a guest, a potential guest, ask a podcaster in that kind of pre-call? Yeah, I mean, it's important to know uh, what kind of interview is going to have? Like, you know, the practicality. So you you come prepared. So is it an audio? Is it video or both? Or you just do I have to have like makeup on or what kind of dress? <laughs> you know, it's important because it's going to stay there forever. So all this practicality and the technicality is also important. Do you have a proper camera? Do you have a proper mic? Uh, do you have a like lightning? And uh, do you have um a, a room where it's 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 quiet and and peaceful, and you can have a normal conversation with someone, and the kids not running in the background, and no, you know, shouting or car honking anything. So you just have to check out the practicality with the host as well, and and be prepared. And then you can talk about the topics that the host wants to cover. So you can you can come prepared when the time of the interview, and just like if you have like a couple of questions, you can ask, and uh, you can pick the topics and. What the, what the host what does the host want to focus on when during the conversation? It's really important, and um, yeah, you just have to focus on all these little steps until before the interview because it's just it's just so important to come prepared and be relaxed and just enjoy the vibe between two people and just talking and just having a normal conversation. But it looks like there's nothing done in the background, but you always do listen to those episodes and go through those notes and you know, just be prepared. It's really important. And that's also, uh, it's it's a respectful for the host as well. So you're not just jumping around and is getting on the interview. It's like, okay, so what are we going to talk about? It's not, it's not professional. Mm -hmm. Just get prepared. And that's very important. And that's what the pre-call for. Plus you get the vibe from the host and you feel that you are a good match together and you can still say no at that stage. I mean, it's, you don't have to come on that podcast if you don't feel like it's it's not 100% for you. 
-hmm. You can always make that choice. But mm -hmm. that's why it's good to have a pre-call before your interview. So you will find it out, not during the actual interview, which can be a bit embarrassing. <laughs> I agree. Um, most podcasters who are, are looking to be taken seriously are, in fact, booking those pre-calls to have that conversation. You're exactly right. To look at, are we a good fit? How is this flow going to go? Is it going to flow or is it not going to flow? Um, what are some threads of conversation out of the pre-call that we can pick up on in the actual interview? Plus, when you know someone a little bit, it makes it so much easier to banter back and forth. And if the first time you're meeting the person is right there in the interview, you're like, they said something. Now I'm not sure what to do, or <laughs> I'm not sure what that question meant. And, and now I'm feeling awkward and that can show up. And you're right. Again, it's evergreen. Is that the messaging you want put out in the world 10 years from now? Right. So good, good thing to think about. Um, I love that you talked about doing your homework. You need to look at what the podcaster's message is, and perhaps you can tailor what you're doing to their message. Is there phrases they use all the time that you can kind of weave into what you're going to say? Is there a tagline that they use that you can build on? Is there, can you take your topic and shift it ever so slightly to be in alignment with what's going on? in that podcast, assuming that you're a good match. I love that. And the idea that you alluded to, and I, I adore this piece, givers gain. Uh, people in business and in many networking groups have heard that term, but it is real. So podcasters are doing this well, because we love it, but also because, you know, we're seeking to get our message out and we're seeking to have quality guests on and to shine a light on other people. And obviously there are things we want to achieve out of it as well. So taking the time to actually listen to a few episodes before reaching out to a podcaster, going through and looking at their reviews, are their reviews really good or are they not? If they're not great reviews, maybe that's not where you want to be. Is this person highly controversial um, as a podcaster? And there are certainly controversial podcasters out there. If that's in alignment with where you want to go and what you're addressing, then great, go there. But knowing that they're highly controversial, if it's not in alignment with you, that could lead itself to some sticky things or them changing your messaging around in a way you don't like. And again, it's evergreen. So you want to really think about that. Um, you want to know, for example, how long the podcaster's been podcasting. You want to know who their audience is, and giving them a rating and a review prior to meeting them, you're right, is absolutely gold. Because ratings and reviews is what drives the podcasting world. For We become the recommended for you list the more we have <laughs> ratings and reviews. And of course, that gets us promoted as well. So the idea is to give a little to gain a lot. When you give that little bit, that 10 minutes that it took you to write the, um, the review that to the, I don't know, minute and a half, it took you to give them a, and we all like five-star rating. So let's be real <laughs> on that one, yeah. right? To give them that is, is, you know, again, so beneficial. And to say to someone, I've already done that. That's extraordinary. Like, that's going to make a podcaster stop and go, huh, you did do your homework. You did listen to a few episodes or like you suggested to say, I love this episode and how you handled this or how you phrase that. It's very in alignment with where I am. Again, that gives the podcaster something to pick up on. 
say, oh, okay, well, maybe I did cover the topic you want to speak on a while ago, but your take on it is slightly different. And so now I'm interested. I want to talk to you some more. So I love that. When you give a little, you gain a lot for sure. Thank you for being a part of the Living Your Legacy podcast community in 2022. We can honestly say 2023 is going to be an exciting year. We've got some new things going on that we'd like to share with you. The Living Your Legacy podcast is now offering advertising spots. We found many entrepreneurs spent lots of money on advertising last year, only to find that they weren't falling in front of their ideal audience. We'd love to help you get your message out. Let's discuss this. Click the link in the show notes to book a time to chat and see if this could be a good fit for you. Okay, so let's talk about, let's say you've done an interview, you've been on, you are a prepared guest, you've got your topic, you know what the podcaster is looking for, you've had your pre-call, and now you're pretty feeling, okay, I've got this, I know what, where we're going, I know pretty much what the structure is going to look like. I know I've got myself all organized. I know the background, (laughs) whether I'm audio, video, or both, like I'm good. Now the podcast episode has been recorded and you know you're going to be put out there. What are some suggestions that you have? Because of course the job doesn't end at that place. For lots of guests, it can. (laughs) But let's talk about what makes you a stellar guest. So what would be some tips you have for people when you know that your episode is about to come out? Most of the time, the host will let you know in advance when your your episode is going to uh, air. So you can prepare. You can even do like a quick snapshot or anything uh, during the interview. So you can just a bit of teaser. So you can put it on your LinkedIn profile or Facebook, Insta, wherever you're posting. And it's like, oh, I've been on this show, but, you know, watch out and stay tuned because my episode is going to be live like in two weeks or, you know, whatever. And then when you have the actual live episode, then you start the work um, and you start just repurpose that content because you can you can do it once. You can do it twice. You can do it as many times as you want in the upcoming months and years. And you can just circle back to that particular episode and you can just promote it and um, you can you can ask permission from the host to use maybe the audio or video and, you know, make audiograms or just video clips or code cards or anything. So you can actually use that interview to create content because just so important, because once you have an interview, uh, usually interviews are like minimum, you know, 25, 30 minutes long or uh, longer. And that amount of content that you're creating during the discussion is just amazing. So you don't have to just wait for someone. If the host don't provide you with a quote card or audiograms or video clips or anything, then you just, you know, take the initiative in your hands and do it yourself and promote it because they're going to be grateful and it's going to be like awesome for you. It's a win-win situation for everyone. So you have to use that content because content is gold. It's there. It's in your hands. You created it. Just use it wisely and as many times as you want. And I've seen many friends and, and um, clients who do it like marvelously. And they just, you know, share that content over and over again. And uh, like as many times as they want. And, you know, the hosts are happy. And, you know, they invite them back, you know, second, third round to have an interview with them because they appreciate their work. And the way you're creating content and repurpose that content 
uh, will you just really respect the host's work because you, I mean, the host, some people, they just don't know how much money, energy, time you invest in making just one single little episode. Uh, but that's just so important to, to use that wisely and just give back something to the host because you are a guest there. Um, and uh, some people treat uh, episodes and interviews as an advertisement for their business or for their book. But it's, you know, it's not about that. And it's about how you can help others, how you can teach and educate people about what you know. It's not about the book you wrote. It's not about the product you created. It's, it's about the knowledge you share with people. So, you, you know, if the audience wants to learn something, that's why you listen to your episode, not just entirely necessarily interested in your book or whatnot. <laughs> yes, it is not an infomercial. Um, no, it is definitely more, you're right. It's relationship based. It's about the give and take and relationships are give and take quality relationships, take some time, take some effort, take some follow up and follow through. And that is the same in this universe as well. I love that you said that promote it, take a picture. Like, honestly, you can ask the host just before you start, Hey, are you okay? If I grab a screenshot or you take your phone out and get a picture and that's some great promotional stuff for you too. I've also had guests who have set up like a phone um, mm -hmm. just off to the side and they're recording themselves um, talking on the interview as well so that they can pull little clips out of it um, to be able to use for their promotional stuff. And of course, social media, we forget, we think if we post it once, the whole world has seen it, but that's not the case with most algorithms like Facebook, you know, how you see about 200 people's things at any given time. That doesn't mean that those 200 people see your thing at any given time. So you're right. You can repurpose it and, and share it again. You can tag the podcast host when you're repurposing and sharing it. Cause again, that just piques people's interest. Your audience now might be more interested in what they have to say, cause they're going to do the same thing. They're going to promote your episode and their audience may be interested in what you have to say and do. And yes, it is about sharing who you are. The reality is we like to do business with those we know, like, and trust. And podcasting is a way to forge that relationship with a larger audience that you wouldn't necessarily be able to do on your own as a single person. So looking at it from that perspective, you want to present your best self. It isn't just a pitch fest. It is <laughs> getting to know you. It is sharing your information, your knowledge. It's sharing who you are as a person because people that are in your audience that naturally resonate with you are going to show up. And it is not also a I need to sell everything right now on this particular episode because that likely isn't going to happen. This is the first of many steps to gaining those relationships with the people you want to be doing business with or that you want to invite into your legacy. It takes time. It takes some effort. It takes a little bit of skill, lots of practice. That's for sure. <laughs> I love that. Um, and that idea of giving and taking, I'm promoting myself, but I'm also promoting this podcast. Remember, we share a similar audience. There is, you know, there's enough in the world for everyone. It doesn't just have to be what you can get out of it, but also what you can give. And when you come from a position of giving, that's attractive to people. People are like, I like that person because I can sense that they're genuine about this. Mm -hmm. um, when you are just in it to get, well, people can smell that a mile away too. And, and then they're usually like, and no, 
and they move on somewhere else, right? So you want right. to get that some right. thought. I love that. Right. So for podcasters who are looking for guests, what are some great ways or what are ways that you know of that people naturally kind of gravitate to to find their guests? Uh, there are different uh, Facebook groups. For example, I today I was invited to be part of a Facebook group that actually looking for uh, speakers and hosts. So both. So you can be a host and you can be a speaker or both. And you can be part of that. And this is just awesome because people who want speakers are there and uh, you can just apply and check them out. And that's a, that's a great way. And uh, plus, I mean, when you do networking, and I do a lot of networking in different networking groups, you can meet so many interesting and exciting people with like, like awesome things they do for the world. And, you know, you just first you have a chat with them and then you can invite on your show. And because it's all about sharing stories. And uh, I love that because we all have a story to share and like they're all interesting. And it's like some people think there's no, it's boring. I don't have anything interesting to share. Yes, you do. Everyone has an interesting story to share. You just don't know about it. Maybe you just have to develop the story, you know, because first time when you're on a podcast, obviously that's not going to be like marvelous. And you just have to keep practicing and, and just doing it. Uh, but once you get your story right, it's it's wonderful. I have a client and I really love her and she's she's pretty awesome. And I know her story from top to bottom. And and it just it's so but I listen to her interviews like every single time when she's in a show. But she always tells something new and she always finds a different angle. So it's it's amazing. I love so, yeah, all that. Get, yeah. Uh, and I love that, you know, join groups, get out there, explore, ask questions, especially if you're in podcasting groups. Um, like a great question to ask would be, who's a good, who's a good guest for you? Would be a great question. Podcasters will happily answer that question, <laughs> as would TV stations and everything else. When you prepare yourself for these things, you can start looking. If somebody is going to be more on the controversial end, that might be someone that you want to just scroll past and say, mm, maybe not for me, unless that's totally where you're at. And then absolutely, you're like, I like this one. Or, you know, somebody else may say, like, this is my audience and this is my messaging. Great. We're in alignment. Let's have a conversation. Because the reality is when you choose to go this route, uh, as you alluded to before, you are creating evergreen content. And that's amazing. So a one-time effort can be repurposed for many, many years. That's a really good use of your time and your energy to be able to do that. Um, it's also a great way, as we said before, to reach a much larger audience than you can necessarily reach on your own at one time. And to be able to use that messaging, you can use it for your own promotional purposes or put clips on your own website. You can, you know, take that and then look at where do I want to go? How is this going to help? You may become a repeat guest. There's lots of guests that I've had that I've thought, I really want to get you back because I want to hear how your story has unfolded <laughs> even further. Here's where you're at today. Let's hear where you're at next year or the year after. And we can repurpose the older episode as a promotion for the newer episode. Like there's so many amazing ways to do yeah, that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. When you find yourself in incredible alignment, then there's just absolutely beautiful things that can be done. And you just never know where amazing partnerships will come from. You don't know, right? So if you're open to things, 
then looking at creating your own legacy and maybe guesting and advertising is part of the legacy you want to create, then taking these tips and strategies and actually putting in that little bit of effort. I mean, truthfully, I have been on pre-calls with people that I thought were going to be amazing and got not as a guest, but like as they were guesting on my show, but I was going to be guesting on theirs and thought, oh, I am so glad we did this because I don't want to do this. This is not the right fit for me. It's I, I didn't feel good about this. The slant they wanted to take is really not where I want to go with this. That's not where I want to focus. It's not in alignment with me. So I'm really grateful that I took the time to do it because now I can rule that particular podcast out. And same thing with guests. Lots of times I hear from people who are like, here's my message and you should just put me on your podcast. I'm like, I'm not sure that what you're talking about is in alignment with what I'm talking about. So then we have that meeting and you're right. There are times I'm like, "Mm, you might not be a great guest for me, but if I like you and I feel a connection with you, then I'm going to be, obviously I'm in the podcasting and TV sphere myself. So I know people, you never know where I'm going to say, you're not a good fit for me, but let me introduce you to this other person. I actually think you'd be a good fit for them. And we support each other that way as well. You can do the same as a guest. Are there other people whose stories are in alignment with that podcaster that you could then, as a previous guest, recommend? Remember, now you have that relationship with that podcaster. And you can, when you put forth that request or that referral, they're going to pay more attention to that because they've had an existing relationship with you. You have a better understanding of where they're coming from. And if they really enjoyed the conversation with you, obviously by extension, they're going to be looking forward to meeting this new person that you want to introduce. So totally symbiotic relationship there. And then of course, from the perspective of achieving something, you have the opportunity to achieve far more because your reach has gotten bigger. Your exposure has gotten bigger. As that podcast grows and their audience grows, so too does the listenership. These are the people who are listening to your message long after you recorded it. (laughs) So there's so many amazing areas there to look into. So let's do a couple of final thoughts. Summarize it all up here. So what you suggested is listen to the podcast first. Yeah. Love that. Absolutely. First step. (laughs) First step. And then pick four or five that you really like and, and go and connect with the podcaster. So reach out to them, whether it's on LinkedIn, social media, an email through a website and their form, whatever that is, reach out, have that pre-call so that you can see, are we going to be a good fit? Are our messages in alignment? Is the style of interview uh, a good fit as well? And then moving forward from there, you schedule that interview, have yourself all prepared, get the questions answered, audio, video, both, right? Get those answered, know what you're doing, make sure you prepare yourself as you and I both did today. (laughs) And, um, you know, then make sure that you put your best foot forward. Again, if you've listened to the podcast, if you've had that meeting, you have a sense of where this is going to go as an interview. And you can also, it's not a problem to say, can I get a picture or I'm going to set up my phone over here off screen and I'm recording me because there's clips of me talking that I want to really use to promote later. And I will tag you when I'm doing that, right? Again, it takes no time to tag somebody. It's 
type in their name or their business name, right? And But again, the reach for that is extraordinary. And then keeping in mind that the podcast is shining their light on you. So make sure that you're looking for ways to shine your light on them too. That is the win-win right there. I love that. So Noemi, I love that you you shared all those things. I love that that's what you do. We have an existing relationship, which has been absolutely amazing. And we have been referring people back and forth. And I love that. That's what we're talking about today, how we each build our own legacies and support each other. I love that we're doing all of that. And I'm sure there are people who are listening to this who are going to want to get in touch with you. What's the best way for them to reach you? The best way is LinkedIn for me. I'm always there. And you can just type my name in, Noemi Beres, and there's a little microphone next to my name. So you will find that. And uh, you can always visit our website, which is podcastconnections.co, not com, but .co. And you can, you can check out our website and you can book a like discovery call with us. And, you know, we can have a quick chat and see if we are a good fit. I love that. So I'm going to give you the floor to give us a couple of final thoughts or tips, and then we will clue up our call today. (laughs) So any tips, tips, tools, strategies, anything we haven't covered that you would like to just share with people? Yeah. One of the tips, uh, like when you have an interview and during the interviews, try to be engaging and try to speak clearly and enthusiastically and don't don't be stiff and formal because this is just a conversation and don't treat as it don't think about that like thousands of people can listen to it or watch it online just try to focus that only you know two people you know having a great conversation and that's really important and the other thing is that be respectful uh, uh, and be punctual you know when an interview is done and you have a time every everyone's time is precious Everyone is busy. And so be on time. That's very important. And don't do no shows because that's that's a big no-no when, when it's an interview because once it's booked, it's booked. And, you know, the host is, you know, preparing to have a conversation with you. And so be respectful. And the other thing that I, we, I forgot to mention is when you follow up with the host after the interview, you know, just send a like a quick thank you note of the next day when you had the interview and just tell them that, you know, what you liked about that conversation. and Try to keep in touch and try to network with the host because an interview is not the end, but it's a big it's, it's the beginning of the relationship you're starting. So some people treat it as okay, I've done the interview, episode's done, done and dusted. I'm, I'm just gonna forget about it. No, no, it's, <laughs> that's bad. You just try to you know build up that relationship with the host. Obviously, you can do it with everyone, but the ones you have the vibe and you feel that you know you connect, try to build it and network as much as you can, because I've seen so many great, you know, opportunities when people got together and they made great things and they met up and they found out they almost neighbors and, and they were interviewed in different shows. So it, it's, you know, for future collabs is a, it's a perfect opportunity. So don't forget about that. Love that. And we didn't even touch on that about being yourself. There is nothing worse than People have a real strong sense, especially if they know you and your audience obviously will be getting to know you if something just doesn't jive with who they know. So, for example, if you are a happy, outgoing, gregarious person, but they get an email from you and it is super, super formal, reads like an insurance letter email, you know, (laughs) they're like, 
who is this? This doesn't jive for me. So you're right. Being flexible and enjoying the conversation, just as if you were sitting across from someone with a good cup of coffee or tea or whatever it is that you drink, and you're having a great friendly conversation, definitely makes things way more interesting for sure from the listener end of things than if you were stiff and formal. I'm so glad that you said that because you're right. And if that's an area you need to practice in, maybe that's part of your legacy growing too. find a friend and practice. Have them pretend interview you. Maybe you've got somebody who is in business or a friend who is in the podcast or TV industry, and you can say, hey, what are some tips you can give me? And then go away and practice it. Trust me, it will not hurt you in any way to practice it a little bit. Do it in front of the mirror. Do it in front of your dog or your cat. Do it in front of your kids. If you're not, you know, your kids will actually sit and listen to you, right? And not roll their eyes. Although maybe that's good too, because then you're going to get that whole experience of like not being listened to and, you know, like a not so nice audience. And then that can, you know, help you, you know, get some protective armor on there and and not be so afraid of the nose or a negative comment. Uh, So maybe that's not a bad thing, Uh, but do practice. Um, you know, again, that pre-call makes such a big difference because now you've got a little bit of flow, a little bit of connection, a little bit of friendliness that you can. It's not a totally new unknown person. I don't recommend booking uh, podcasts unless you actually have had that pre-call because otherwise you're like, eh, I'm not sure how this is going to flow. I don't know what their nuancing is or when they're going to ask me a question, are they leading me somewhere? right? I'm not really sure on all those things and it shows. So you want to really give that some thought. I love all those things you said, Noemi, and I love that you really do truly put together people with the correct people that they need to be talking to. That is one of the things I can absolutely vouch for because Noemi (laughs) has sent me some amazing guests and I've been so grateful for that. And there are more coming and I've been sending people her way too, which is so amazing (laughs) and so much fun. Again, folks, if you're thinking about creating your legacy, part of what you want to do is think about how you can promote that information. Who do you need to talk to about that? Who needs to hear your message? And then how are you going to get that message out there? Trust me, there is a podcast for everyone. And so if you want to explore this as an option, I highly recommend that you grab a paper and pen, go back over this replay and listen to it again. Make some notes for yourself. These are things that will only help you moving forward. And the more the world needs you, the world needs your legacy. The world needs what you're trying to create. And the podcasters out there, they need you too. They need you to be on and share your wealth of information and share your network with them as they share theirs with you. So thank you so much, Noemi. I really appreciate you being here. There's a lot of good learning that was in this call today. (laughs) And I'm so excited about how this can help people really begin to think about promoting themselves and each other as they move forward. Those relationships are super important. And the more we forge them, the better we make the world. Thank you so much for being on the call today. I truly appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I appreciate you too. Does the thought of follow-up give you a foul taste? Do you find yourself wondering how you can ever stand out from the crowd, but need it to be easy and convenient? With a system like Send Out Cards, you can stay in touch and top of mind with only a few keystrokes. 
People's inboxes might be full, but their mailboxes are empty. Reach people literally where they live, work, or play, and watch the warm fuzzies go to work for you. See the show notes for a link where you can send your first card on me. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Together, we can inspire more people to start living their legacy too. And let's keep the conversation going. We would love to hear all about your journey in living your legacy and support you along the way. Join our Facebook community, Living Your Legacy Podcast, where we connect, collaborate, and celebrate each other. Can't wait to see you there.